What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got K-Love, you got Stevie P. We are coming at you with our second podcast of the 2021 season. Uh, We are going to touch on the NFC free agency market. We're going to pick up uh, with uh, a couple AFC signings uh, from the week that over this week that we didn't touch on last week. But first, it is Friday, and this week, um, or this day, we had two trades uh, coming up for the NFL draft. So first, the Miami Dolphins traded back with the San Francisco 49ers. So the Dolphins dropped back to the 12th pick, moving San Fran up to the three pick. The 49ers gave up a third and two firsts, I believe, in the deal. Yes, they did. Um. Then that was followed by Miami moving up to number six with the Eagles. Uh, The Eagles falling back to 12. And also getting a first round next year. And getting a first round next year, along with, I believe, a third this year. Um, And I think they gave away a fourth or fifth this year. So, uh, yeah, a couple big draft trades. I think what it basically states is that the Niners are going after a quarterback. Uh, You know, so it should be pretty, definitely was a pretty interesting day and is going to cause a lot of speculation. It's going to be Trey Lance, everybody, just in case you don't know. I think so, too. (laughs) I've seen a couple mock drafts that were leaning that way, especially if the uh, Jets go with Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's happening. Because that's pretty much what, basically, it seemed like the Eagles were trying to move up to number three to get Zach Wilson contacted their old buddy Joe Douglas at the Jets. Joe Douglas was like, nah, don't make that trade because we are drafting that dude. So it almost seems like the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks now. Uh, So, And then you got Falcons at four right now. So uh, obviously they're in the quarterback market. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I've watched the four main – well, I've watched watched Zach Wilson's pro day, which was – Really, really impressive. Trey Lance looked really good in his pro day. He can throw a deep ball, boy. His deep ball is like, it's damn near perfect. That thing is a thing of beauty. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the Eagles, even if they moved up to three, they weren't getting Wilson, uh, or you know, yeah. Uh, and I don't think they wanted Trey Lance. I don't even think that was, you know, I don't think nah, that's Eagles not something were they not- wanted. If the Eagles drafted Trey Lance, yeah. the fans would have burned down Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. We are from the we are in the South Jersey area. Yeah. We are in Eagle Eagle territory. Yeah. I am a self-proclaimed Eagle fan. <laughs> we would have burned down Lincoln Financial if you go get another North Dakota State quarterback. Yeah, Trust me. That would have been it bad. Yeah, that would have been bad. But you know what? I mean, to be honest, if the Eagles had traded up period, we would have burned down Lincoln Financial Field. I yeah. think Especially us as a fan base, is re- we wanted to stay at six. Yeah. Most, most. if you listen, like I listened to a lot of talk radio today after the trade was made. Um, most people wanted to stay at six, grab Jamar Chase, get a wide receiver for J- for Jalen Hurts for uh, this year. Obviously, that pairs him with Rager. Last year's first round pick. You know, you got Greg Ward. You still got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside in his third year. Hopefully, there's a little bit of development there. So, I think that's what a lot of the fan base was hoping for. Me, personally, I'm split. Because I honestly 
really love the trade because what this does for the Eagles is gives them three first round picks next year as long as Carson Wentz is healthy and plays because if he's healthy and plays I'm sure that the Colts are going to go to the playoffs Mm -hmm. that's going to give them the first round their first round pick next year uh they're going to have their own and now they'll have Miami's um so and they also next year will have like 77 million in cap space because Carson Wentz will come off their books so you get three first round picks and a shit ton of cap space you can do damage Mm -hmm. my only issue with doing this now, you still got Howie Roseman making these damn picks and he's terrible <laughs> at drafting. He is not done like terrible at drafting. So yeah, maybe he hits one or two home runs out of the you know seven first seven or eight you know picks he has in the first three rounds. But if the, you're really doing this for you know, for a rebuild, you got you better you better hit on these picks. And I just don't trust Howie Roseman to to perform. He's he's not has not he's been terrible at drafting, terrible at drafting. So that's my only issue with the trade is that. And you know, usually when you trade back, guys uh, or teams when they trade back have an idea of who will wind up at that spot. You know, like, ah, oh, well, we can move back and we'll still get this guy, you know, who we think will still be there. Just in, by the way, we have our board lined up. You know, we have our board played out. This team's going to draft this guy. This team's going to draft this guy. We're going to get this guy at 12. So I'm cool with, you know, Devontae Smith or or, or Waddle at, at 12 and getting a first round next year on top of that as opposed to drafting Jamar Chase at six. Um, you know, I also just don't trust that they know who the hell they want at 12. So, you know, I, I, my, my issue with the trade is not the trade. It's more of the front office that the Eagles have not getting the most out of the trade. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, okay. So Howie Roseman, and then I do want to get into the, the 49ers and all that but stuff, but I'll put in my two cents. So, Harry Roseman, since he's been an Eagle, uh, you know, GM. Andre Dillard, I'm not going to fault him for that one. Everybody thought Andre Dillard was just a no-brainer uh, coming out of that draft. So, I'm not going to kill him for that. Derek Barnett has been good. Carson Wentz, I thought... Barnett was... Barnett's been okay. Yeah, he's been... <sighs> Uh, he hasn't been great, but he's been good. He's been, and there was solid. Yeah, he's been solid. There you go. That's the that's the best way to describe it. Um, Marcus Smith was a horrible pick. That was terrible. That was just really really bad. Uh, Lane Johnson was also a first round pick of his. That, that's a good pick. Yeah, but I don't know if I see. And and we're now we're getting into the Chip Kelly years too. So. I don't know what I don't know how much of this was him, you know, with Chip and yeah. Howie going back and forth. So I don't want to, I don't want to get into those years and even before that, Andy was there, yeah. and you don't know how much Andy was configured. I doubt Howie Roseman was making picks without Andy Reid's consent. You know, I got. You. Um, I really think the last four or five years is where Howie and really, if like my issue is just focusing on the last three. 
Yeah. You know, um, he's obviously he hit on Miles Sanders. It Miles seems. Sanders is a hit. You Jalen know, Miles Hurts is still yet to be seen. If, if Jalen J- Hurts is questionable. Andre, at this point, Andre Dillard is questionable. Yes. I don't want to say he's a bust. We just yeah. haven't seen him play yet. Exactly. Um, but the little bit we saw, he was not good. No. Um, you know, J- everybody, Jalen Rager, he's still a question mark. He's only in his second year, but yeah. and he was hurt all la- a lot last year. And the big issue is the wide receiver drafted the pick after him was the was he the rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson? Justin well, I Jefferson, no, no, it was no. Uh, it he was, was uh, in the running for rookie of the yes, year. Yes, he came in second he was a place to uh, the Chargers. Uh, oh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah. yeah, so Justin Jefferson obviously was a monster, and you know, also people had issues not trading up, using your second round pick and trading up and getting Ceedee Lamb. Yes. Uh, when Dallas, when Atlanta was picking right ahead of Dallas, so yeah. I think um, it's more the misses. Or it's That's more of the, it the the it's not the guys he's drafted, guy it's the guys he's guy. picked ahead of the guys. Yes. You know what I mean? The guys yes. he's drafted ahead of the other players because yes. everybody all right, DK Metcalf, I don't fault him. Like DK Metcalf was at back at a second round pick. Everybody passed up on him in the draft at least once. Well, so yeah, it's he hard had that for neck me. injury. And then yeah. you know, he had a terrible his numbers were terrible in the combine, other than his forty and his, you know, bench. His bench and his forty were great. Everything else was garbage, like really, really bad. So yeah, I mean I don't fl- I don't blame him for that one. You know what I mean? Like DK Metcalf yeah. would have been great on the Eagles, but in the same breath, I I mean you can't really beat it beat him down no for that one. i i don't beat as much as other philly fans do i don't beat him down for for dk no. justin but jefferson I, you can definitely justin jefferson i beat him the hell down for i'm honestly more upset about cd lamb but yeah because i would have definitely given that you drafted a a your backup quarterback in the next round yeah it, who obviously now looks like he'll be the starting quarterback yeah. because you upset your 100 million dollar quarterback that you just paid yeah like those are the decisions that kind of lead to a mistrust with Howie Roseman. It's just, you know, I, that's more my issue uh, as an Eagle fan. Um, I, you obviously seem like you like the trade and you're not exactly no, too nervous like, about Howie. Yeah, no, I really like I, I like this trade for the Eagles. And, and I'll tell you why. Because the Eagles are not one piece away. Like, the Eagles are not a wide receiver away from being the best team in the NFC East. Like, they're not. So, in my opinion, the best thing to do there, especially because, to me, there's five, there's three main wide receivers in this class class that I think are just way above everybody else. I mean, and then after that, I still think there's another three guys that I would take in the first round. So, with the three top guys, Chase, Smith, and Waddle, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either any of those three. And then even Bateman, I think, is really good. So, any of those four I'm cool with, really. So, plus the Eagles are getting a first-round pick the following year, which now you're going, talking about two first-round picks in 2022, which is awesome, right? You can start seeing where the team is going to start to build, which for me is good. So, now moving on to the 49ers side of this thing, um, you know, I <sighs> – I have a really, I have a really tough time with what the 49ers did. I, I almost feel like they sacrificed their future for this kid, and I don't know. Don't get me wrong, I love Trey Lance, but from what I saw 
you know, out of college and what I saw in his pro day. I think he can make all the NFL throws. But to trade three, well, really two first rounds because you got to, you know, you moved up to three. So two first rounds and a third to get this kid, I just think is a lot. Like you're lo- now you're losing your 2022 pick, your 2023 pick, and a third round this year. That's a lot. This kid better be real good because Jimmy Garoppolo took you to a Super Bowl two years ago. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo five years ago took him to a Super Bowl. And now he's just done. I don't think I don't think he's good enough to to continue to take them to Super Bowls. But we've already seen that that defense, when healthy, is one of the best defenses in football. And if he can keep the def- the offense on time, which you know he showed he could do, taking them to the Super Bowl. Now, he wasn't fantastic or anything, but he did take that team to the Super Bowl two years ago. So, to trade all this, this kid better be real good. And the funny thing is, I don't think he starts this year. I do, because they're talking nah, about... he's not starting this year. Yeah. Jimmy's going to start. And they're saying that they're, that's what they're planning on. And, but that was a beat writer that did say that. It wasn't, it wasn't coming from the team. So, I, you know, you take that with a grain of salt. But I feel like to trade all that, this kid better be the real deal. And I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, you know, they're thinking that this kid could be Patrick Mahomes. I mean, because some people are putting that comparison because he's got that pretty deep ball and he can throw it a mile downfield and and all that. And maybe the 49ers think they have their Patrick Mahomes in this kid, which, I, you know, that to me that's not that's not what Trey Lance is. That you know, no, it's not close. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't really I don't really like what they gave up, but. I mean, that's kind of the going going rate if you're going to move up to the number three pick. Um, I got to I have not really done my due diligence on this draft class yet. So it's hard for me to actually give an opinion on what I think of Trey Lance because I have not watched any Trey Lance film. Um, I'm working a ton of hours, guys. Sorry. But (laughs) I mean, I will say if you believe in the quarterback, I mean, we saw. You know, we've seen this before with a bunch of teams. Now it hasn't really panned out. Honestly, yeah. if you look at if you this look at a lot of first round quarterback, yes. what's that? This move has not worked for a lot of teams. Like no, the Redskins the with RG three did this and they and they, that was oh. that was great for one year. Chicago well, San Fran was on the other side of this with Chicago. Yeah. And that was a yeah. one spot move and they they gave up a ton for Mitch yeah. Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, and that we see how that works yeah, out. They cool. got they got Andy Dalton starting right now. So, um, yeah, everybody yeah. thought that was Watson, too. When they moved up, they were like, oh, they're taking Watson. And then they took Trubisky, and everybody was like, wow. Yeah. So, you know, looking at it now, uh, you know, I, if that's what they believe is is the right move, I mean, you can't fault them for trying to get a franchise quarterback. I mean, even the Eagles. The Eagles thought they had their guy in Wentz. You know, the Rams thought they had their guy with Goff, and they both made trades to move up. Uh, neither one of those panned out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so these trades really don't work a lot of the time. But if it pans out, you get your quarterback, franchise quarterback, for 15 years, like, you can't beat that. So um, looking at it, you know, if they if Trey Lance is the guy that, you know, they think they they're – they're getting, you know, he winds up being. I I doubt he's Patrick Mahomes. Let's not put no, that kind of stigma no, 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 on this no. kid. No, like, and I, and I'm not saying he I mean, is. I, that's just, that has been the comparison because of the. I was say, man, they're, they're saying that the he's the light skinned black dude and yeah, has yeah. the same like that. That's what it all is. I mean, yeah. come on now, like 
compare this dude to an actual quarterback, like, you yeah. know what I mean? That's realistic. Patrick Mahomes is going yeah, to no, probably be the greatest statistical quarterback in NFL history by the yeah. time he's done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, if San Fran feels like they're getting their guy, then go ahead and get him. Um, but like like we said, this move has not worked out very often. So now, the one uh, thing I will for, say, the one thing no. I will say is with the 49ers, they are just a quarterback away. Like let's yeah. let's be realistic. They got like, uh, yeah, I, and that's what I was getting. I I actually should have brought that up, but that's kind of what I was thinking when you were talking. It was like yeah. they got a good defense. Yeah, they got weapons around. They got them. a good offensive line. They got their running back running needs to stay. Yep. Their running back needs to stay. Like they need to keep their running backs healthy yep. because Mostert has not been able to stay healthy. Yeah, three but, wide receivers or three you know pass catchers that are amazing. Dude, so you got the best best tight end in football. Yep. When he's healthy, like I think we both agree Kittle's better than Kelsey when Mm -hmm. he's healthy, Mm -hmm. but Kelsey's just always healthy and Kittle can't stay healthy. You know, Debo, Debo and Ayuk, dude, Ayuk and Debo both look very very good. So like you got talent on, on this team. If you get a quarterback who winds up being a stud, you could be, you could be dangerous. For years going forward, yeah, they're so, trying. They're trying I, to pull the the Russell Wilson move because if you remember the Forty ers yeah. you know they were just getting trashed by that Seahawks team for a long time because that Seahawks team had a really good defense. I mean, they mm-hmm. had a good running game with Marshawn Lynch. They brought in, you know, they brought in the quarterback and they, it took him to a Super Bowl in the first three years of his career. So that that's, you know, that's the trajectory how that they're trying to go. That's how you got to do it. Uh, it's, I mean, Tom Brady wins Super Bowls because he doesn't take max deal, max mm-hmm. salary, mm-hmm. but. Most other quarterbacks are on rookie deals when they win Super Bowls. I mean, Mahomes, rookie deal. Uh, Wentz, when they got when we went with Foles, was a rookie deal. Yep. Uh, Jared Goff got to the to the to the Super Bowl on a rookie deal. Like yep. when you're able to build your team up and just have a have a quarterback that's not making forty million a year, you know. Yep. A, a, a look at look at Dallas. Like Dallas had to let go of uh, Alden Smith. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know Alden Smith wasn't great last year, but he gave him a little bit of a pass rush. They couldn't sign him. You no, can't sign him when you just paid Dak forty million. Yeah, like yeah. so. Yeah, uh, I don't say. Cowboys are going to be. If the Cowboys don't win real soon, they're going to be just releasing a lot of guys. The Cowboys in the next couple of years are just going to be because of that Dak contract. They're just going to be getting rid of a whole bunch of dudes. Well, they're just they're honestly going to have to draft nothing but defense. Like yeah. if they draft anything on offense, because all their money's on offense. Yeah. Yep. You need to load up on defense in the draft and try to make your defense talent cheap talent. Yep. But uh All right, so let's get into these four well, AFC signings. I would say really quick, Dolphins. I love what the Miami Dolphins yeah, like, they're just I don't know awesome. what happened to this franchise <laughs> ever since Brian Flores got there, but they hired a good hey, GM. They hired a good coach. That's I was say, it. Chris Greer and Brian Flores, and it's just turned their franchise around. I mean, uh, they did have the tanking, which got them a lot of draft picks, mm-hmm. but they've used those draft picks very well. They've maneuvered and got some some other pieces in, in free agency. And now, man, if Tua can actually develop, this team's going to be to play in the playoffs this year. Yep, that's true. All right, guys, so the four signings. So we had Sammy Watkins going to the Ravens. I'm not really going to get into that because I don't really nah, think that's not the Ravens. Nope. Tevin Coleman going to the Jets. This is not interesting at all to me. Um, I mean, I, I will say this. 
if you're going to go zero RB, <laughs> Tevin Coleman could be a nice stab in the eighth or ninth round as a Jets starting running back, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to see what the Jets are going to do in the playoffs. They're probably going to grab. Yeah, they're probably going to grab a running back. Yeah, in the they're draft. probably going to grab somebody. Um, but in the same breath, Tevin Coleman just everywhere he's ever gone, he's always been a good number two. Whenever he's like pushed into the number one role, he just doesn't do shit. It's he's just straight garbo. So, you know, the Jets, we saw them last year. They were not a very good offensive line, uh, no. you know. So, I don't see how Tevin Coleman makes that Jets running game any better. Uh, I really want to see what they're doing in the draft because I, I think they need some offensive line help, and I really do think that if they if they can get some, uh, that'll help them. But they're going to go quarterback in the first pick. I know. I would not do that if I was them. Yeah, I would, I would honestly nah. just keep Darnold. Darnold's yeah. not bad, and you're not going to have to pay him a ton of money because no. he ain't showed a lot. Yeah, no. I just think you need to put weapons around the kid. Yep, but I'm telling you, they're going to they're, – They're going to get yeah, – they're drafting Zach Wilson. That's yeah. why the Eagles didn't move up. And that's and – that's, yeah. I mean, and that's – and I, I okay. So this is what I will say, Sam Darnold. If you take Sam Darnold tape when he was coming out of college, and you take Zach Wilson tape when he's coming out of college, I, I'm pretty sure most people would say that Darnold coming out of college was a better prospect. Don't get me wrong, Wilson was great last year, but he really only had last year that was like, "Woo, this kid is awesome," and he had a bunch of good plays. And he watches tape, and he's he's throwing sidearm, he's throwing underneath, he's throwing. He's thrown all over the place. The dude, the dude had some really like plays where his highlight reel was like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy is awesome. But then he did have some bad plays, and I think Sam Darnold coming as young, you got to remember he was twenty when he got drafted, twenty years old. So you don't get much younger. <laughs> I think the youngest draft pick in NFL history was nineteen, and that was uh, the Bengals' defensive tackle. I forget his name right now. Uh, it doesn't matter, but, uh, to me, I think if you, they have not surrounded this kid with anything that has, that could let you know if Sam Arnold is going to be any good. Like this teams have been complete shit, like real bad. So, nope. you know, I, I don't think they gave him a chance, but you know, drafting no. a quarterback is not, you know, the Jets are the Jets. They're going to suck forever. Um, so Matt Breida going to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I like this. I think this is one of those moves where you can use a two back system. Matt Breida has shown that, you know, he can't be the number one guy cause he can't stay healthy, but as a change of pace guy, you know, a little fast guy out of the backfield, some guy, you know, take some touches away, maybe get some explosive plays that Devin Singletary is just not able to get because he just doesn't have the speed to get up field. Um, you know, I think, I think this move, you know, helps the bills. What do you think? Um, I like it. Um, I think it's going to be – I think this is going to be competition for Devin Singletary heading into training camp. I think it's – you know, you get a veteran presence in there, a guy who's a little bit more explosive. Um, it's a guy who basically is like a wake-up call for Devin Singletary. Yo, either you're going to get your ass in gear or we're going with this guy and you're going to find your way out because I think Zach Moss is going to get work. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. saw that he's going to get a little, you know, a good amount of carries. He's going to be more of their power run run game, but they're going to need a more explosive back, a pass catcher, somebody like that. And you know, Breda Breda is an explosive player. It's just can he stay healthy um, is the key. But 
yeah, I, I think it's really a wake up call to Devin Singletary to get your act together or, or you're going to find yourself on the bench and probably out of a job in a, in a year or two. Yeah, I agree. All right, and then the last signing that uh, is of note is Josh Reynolds going to the Tennessee Titans. Um, I love this. Yeah, like, I, I like this I move. love this. Because they needed a I, number two wide receiver bad. Uh, and I don't think Corey Davis is that good. We talked about that on last podcast. I'm not excited about Corey Davis at all. I don't think – I think he's a bust, honestly. I think that last – I think when you have Derrick Henry – attracting so much attention and the scheme that that offense runs, it's going to get a wide receiver open. I just, it's going to because there's so much attention drawn into the play action so much. And I think Josh Reynolds would be good. I think he would be a great complimentary wide receiver next to uh, AJ Brown. You know, obviously AJ is going to be a monster, but I think that Josh Reynolds can step in and fill the role of Corey Davis from last year. I don't think it's I don't think Corey Davis is really that much better than Josh Reynolds, period. That's my opinion. Yeah, I I mean I like Corey Davis a little bit more than you do, but I agree that Josh Reynolds in this offense makes it better and I the reason I love this is not because of Josh Reynolds, it's because I now I know that AJ Brown is going to get a shit ton. Oh, of he's going. He's going. He's going to get a lot of targets, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to be a target mark. AJ Brown's a second round pick. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a very early second round pick, I think. Um, very early. Yeah, I would take probably like 15, 16 overall. That's that's mid. Yeah, mid second round. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I like that move. I, I think that that solidifies AJ is going to be the number one target there. And, you know, I would like to see what they do in the draft because I don't think Anthony Fersker is like a true tight end they want to go into the season with as their number one. So maybe, you know, there's a couple of good tight ends coming out of this draft. So maybe they, you know, maybe they take a tight end in the second or third round. Because um, really, this team don't need much. Uh, their offensive line is good. You know, it's coming they back need healthy. Some yeah, they need they some need defense. defense. They definitely need some defensive pieces. Um, you know, especially losing to Dory Jackson and guys like that. They can do some corner help. Uh, but you know, this team to me is not too many pieces away from, you know, competing for. I wouldn't say a Super Bowl, but competing well into the in the playoffs. It just the, the teams that are above them and they're just they're too good. And Kansas City, I think, is too good. Buffalo is you know too good. You know for the Indy and their division is going to be competition probably for years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Indy is 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 going to be, especially if Carson Wentz comes to play. Carson Wentz comes yeah. to play this year. That 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 that's going to be a tough. Division that division might be over. Yeah, that <laughs> if Carson Wentz goes tough. back to 2017 for real. All right, so we are going to get into the NFC free agents. Yeah, we're going to go a little faster than we had uh, we did with the AFC, obviously, because <laughs> frankly, we were on here for like an hour and fifteen minutes, and I think we spent like what twenty five already. So yeah, we spent yeah like twenty five minutes. Yeah, we got it. We got to go through these ones pretty quick. All right, so we'll start off with the NFC East because Kev is an Eagle fan. So we'll go with the D- Dallas Cowboys to start off. Um, we can go real quick through them. Dallas Cowboys didn't really do anything. They signed, re-signed Dak. Uh, not anything of super note. Nah, nothing, um, nothing of note for fantasy football. A lot of their moves were defensive, so which they we all know they needed that yeah. terrible. All, uh, all we will say about Dallas is their players kind of revert back to. Last year's form with yeah. Dak being the quarterback, and you know, hope Definitely. I'm not. I I hate Dallas, but 
for the sake of, you know, I like Dak Prescott and I think he's a good dude and I think he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, so for his sake, I hope he stays healthy. Definitely. And we're going to do team breakdowns the way we do every year, guys. So, you know, don't worry about that. We're going to get into every single team and, and break that all down coming up uh, probably in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, so the New York Giants, uh, really not too much other than Kenny Galladay. You know, they got John Ross. They got Kyle Rudolph. Uh, they Devontae up Booker. Devontae Booker. Mike Glennon as a backup quarterback, which I, I don't think is a bad move for them. Um, and then they went defense. Yeah. They got Zach Fulton. You know, that's not really anything, you know. Dory Jackson, they really added to their defense. I think their defense defense definitely got a, a mm-hmm. nice little boost. But on the offensive weapons, so Kev. I think the Giants win the division this year. Um, yeah, I, th- I definitely think that's possible. Uh, Kenny so, Galladay to the Giants. So how, how are you feeling about that one? Not as excited as I was with him with Matthew Stafford, obviously. Um, Daniel Jones leaves a lot to be desired now. Like I said, I just said that the Giants are going to win the, win the division. So obviously, if that's the case, I'm going to. I expect Daniel Jones to take a little bit of a leap. But Matthew Staff, like the Lions, lose so much that they just throw constantly, and it just. I mean, obviously that wasn't the case last year, but Galladay was hurt all last year, so we really didn't get it. Before that, it was just we're losing. We got to catch up. Calvin Johnson style, throw the ball downfield to Kenny Galladay, let him make a play. And they did that a ton. So Kenny's Kenny's numbers with Matthew Stafford were, I don't want to say they're Calvin Johnson-like, but they're, they were very like similar in statistics. Like, you know, not as much, but just that's kind of the same player that Kenny was for them. Um, with the Giants, I, it's going to be interesting like because he actually got a four-year deal, which I'm surprised at because – I I don't know like his I don't know what his agent was thinking. <laughs> like I mean, you like this next year the cap is going to go way up. So you may have been able to get more money if but you know, if he wanted to get some security and have that New York spotlight, that's cool. Uh yeah, I I'm not as excited about Kenny as I have been in the past. Uh coming off an injury for sure definitely bothers me. Uh you know, the way he I, I definitely think he took care of self last year. Um, and I never really like players that do that. I've seen Odell use that a ton, and I've always criticized him for it. Um, and I think Kenny did a lot of the same last year. Um, but statistically, it's not he's not going to be as good as he was with, the, with Detroit. It's just not going to happen. They they First off, Saquon's going to be healthy. They're going to be running the ball a ton. Daniel Jones is not as good as Stafford. And I think those two factors are just going to not equal statistically what Kenny Galladay was in Detroit. Yeah, I think the I think the four year deal, uh, I think was probably a smart thing. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, you know, the the cap is going up real high. But you got to remember, Kenny Galladay is twenty seven years old. At the end of, beginning of next season, he'll be twenty eight. That's kind of when teams don't really want to pay guys that are not superstars. And don't get me wrong, Kenny Galladay is very good. But I wouldn't say he's hit superstar status because he's never had a hundred catch season. He's never he's never even been close. Uh, he's gone over a thousand yards one time. Uh, he had double digit touchdowns one time. Uh, you know, in five years that he's been in the league. So you know, I think he got a forty million dollar guaranteed contract is pretty good. 
Um, especially if he goes out this year and gets hurt or something like that. I mean, you take the risk of signing a one-year deal with the Giants for, let's say he would have got $15 million for one year, and then he gets hurt, and then next year the teams are like, all right, well, that's two years in a row that he got hurt, didn't play. I mean, like, you, you know, he might have been shooting himself in the foot risking that. So, you know, I, I think Gettleman actually – this is one time I will compliment David Gettleman that I think he – you know, did a good job with this deal, letting him know, like, hey, check it out. We'll give you $40 million guaranteed, and, you know, you don't have to risk worrying about the next couple of years. You have your security that you want, and we got our number one wide receiver. Yeah. So I, I got to say, I really like what the – like, the Giants to me – Mike Glennon just seems very similar to Daniel Jones in yeah. the type of player he is. Um, you know, Jones is a little more mobile, but they're very – they seem like very similar players. Devontae Booker was great backing up Josh Jacobs last year. Mm -hmm. John Ross, when he's healthy, we've seen what kind of talent he has. Kyle Rudolph can be a very good second tight end behind Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, we we saw how, you know, what he's able to do uh, in Minnesota for years. I really like what they did offensively. Like, I think what they did was, was got a, a star wide receiver and shored up their second unit in case of injury. Because I think that's been the biggest issue with – the Giants is they've had players go down. Sterling Shepard gets injured every year. And, yep. uh, you know, Evan Ingram gets injured every year. Mm -hmm. And they never have guys to replace them. So, you know, going into this year, you got Galladay, you got um, John Ross, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, yep. John Ross, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. Like, you got, and don't, and who could forget Saquon? Yeah. Like, they got so much talent. Like Daniel Jones, the ball is in your court. Yep, for real. All right, so let's move on to the Eagles. Uh, we're gonna just nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's just Joe Flacco. <laughs> they didn't sign, yeah, Joe, it's Flacco. Just Joe Flacco. That's it. We already talked about the trade, so there's no need to go into that any further. Uh, the Washington Redskins. So they actually made a couple of moves that I really it. do like. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. So Ryan Fitzpatrick. They get Lamar Miller to back up, get, you know, to re-sign him to the backup role. Uh, Adam Humphreys, I actually like that a lot. They did, they really have not had nothing in the slot over the past couple of years, and Adam Humphreys two years ago was a great slot receiver. Uh, Curtis Samuel, another pick that we're going to really get into because I love that. Um, and then they got some offensive guard help, a center. You forgot the biggest one. What did I forget? Fitz. <laughs> no, no, I said Fitz. Yeah, I said oh, Fitz. You, okay, yeah, I, I missed Fitz. Fitz. Yeah, that to so, me is the biggest one because yeah. what that does to me with Terry McLaurin, mm -hmm. oh my god, I, yeah. I'm all over Terry McLaurin this year. Yeah, I mean, and Fitz has a track record of throwing to his number one wide receiver. I mean, we all remember the Brandon Marshall years and the Stevie Johnson years, and you know, just you can go down the, the list. Sean Jackson years, Sean Jackson years, <laughs> and, Jackson and Devontae Parker, and you yes. know, it's just like a, it's just a list uh, of just. Great wide receiver play coming from, you know, guys that are throwing the ball from Brian Fitzpatrick. So, you know, I definitely think it helps Terry McLaurin. Uh, I actually think it does help Curtis Samuel because – For sure. I mean, Curtis Samuel, to me, is a very good deep threat. I mean, as a guy who runs a 4-3-1-40, so we know he has wheels. Uh, we know that he can get open deep because he showed that last year. Uh, and really – just the the maturity that I saw out of Curtis Samuel at the end of last year, like he knew, like, hey, check it out. Like, I'm coming into my own. I'm starting to be a better player. And he finished 
the way he finished down the stretch just let me know like okay with finally this kid is is doing something like he's starting to show you know why he was a high draft pick because he's a really I think he's a really good player so I really like you know what the Washington Redskins are doing and with Ryan Fitzpatrick you know leading the way I I you know I don't think I don't think he's a top 12 guy but I think he's definitely in like the top 15 range if you're in a two QB league I'm like trying hard to get Ryan Fitzpatrick um, because I just don't think the guys behind him he has to worry about. You know what I mean? And the Washington Redskins are not going to draft, you know, not going to draft a quarterback this year unless, you know, unless I, I can't even think of if, you know, people are going to say, you know, Jones might fall down that far, but I, I don't think so. I think I think Jones is probably a top 15 pick, uh, if I'm being honest. I think somebody moves up to get him. So Mac Jones is going to be a guy that I think, you know, somebody's going to move up to get. Uh, and then after that, I don't think the Washington Redskins are really going to be like, oh, I need to get a quarterback this year. You know what I mean? Um, especially with the way these quarterbacks are lately, you can get one, you can trade for one if, if you really, really need to. So, you know, I like what the Redskins did. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm all over McLaurin the, this year because of what you said. Like he has a track record of throwing to his number one receiver and, Ryan Fitzpatrick does not hesitate to let it loose, man. He don't care. He's on a one-year deal. He's just trying to go out there and show that he can still play so that next year he gets another $10 million contract. I'll tell you what, he needs to be in the Pro Bowl this year to be Hall of Fame eligible. Yeah, he's not making the Hall of Fame. Um, (laughs) He's got – dude, you got to check out Ryan Fitzpatrick's numbers. He's never won a playoff game. I don't think – Donovan McNabb is not in the Hall of Fame. If no. we put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Hall of Fame before <laughs> we put Donovan McNabb, there's something seriously wrong with it. No, the, I like, agree. I agree. But people love Ryan Fitzpatrick, bro. I don't I'm call- know why. I'm a white dude. I'm calling racial bias. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that I, I'm just all over Terry McLaurin this year. Like, I, I love what, I'm gonna, what this move did for him. Uh, gets him the, his best quarterback of his career. Uh, you know, to me, like, I, I I can see Terry McLaurin finishing in the top 10 easily this year. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the NFC North, NFC North. We're going to start with the Chicago bears. So the Chicago bears made a couple of moves here. Uh, Andy Dalton, you mean Kev kind of mentioned that the other day. Uh, Damian Williams, they re-signed Allen Robinson to the franchise tag, which just can, – can he get a good quarterback, dude? Like, if he – I swear this guy, if he gets a good quarterback, is going to be, like, the number one wide receiver in fantasy football, dude. It just doesn't make no sense. I know. It's um, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> dude, he's a top 12 guy, like, every every year with – Mitch Trubisky throwing to him, and with some of the worst quarterbacks ever throwing to this Nikki guy, franchise, dude, come on, man, he got a Super Bowl MVP thrown to him last year. Don't make no sense, bro. It <laughs> doesn't make no sense. You know what's funny? Yeah. I was looking at a stat. Nick Foles, and this is purely Allen Robinson. I'm sorry, but Nick Foles was the number four quarterback on the season with throws 15 yards downfield or more, bro. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. That's Allen Robinson, boy. That's <laughs> like, just throw it up. You're going to go get it. Yeah. Don't I, make no I, sense. I just, man, you talk about this dude. Like, I mean, Brian Blake, Blake Bortles 
was God, his quarterback. Horrible, horrible. Uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky. We have just ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. I just wish you know, he had quarterback, a quarterback play for this guy, and he's produced every year that he's had a shot. Um, if Watson would have went there, dude. I would be taking Allen Robinson as like my number four wide receiver, bro. He'd be like, yeah, he'd be right behind the big three, bro. Yeah, he'd be in there. He'd definitely be in there. Um, Andy Dalton, but, you're not drafting Andy Dalton. Don't do it to yourself. Uh, Damian no, Williams. but. So uh, here's my question, all right, because we brought up Allen Robinson. I think that's a player this year we're not as agreeable on. Yeah. Uh, last year, I think we were more agreeable. This year, I just – I'm not happy with Andy Dalton back there. I, you know, I watched him what he did last year in Dallas. I know, you know, it was a little bit of a weird year, but mm-hmm. I just – he looked like a completely different player compared to what he was in – Cincinnati when he was able to make uh, AJ Green relevant every year. Yeah, and I don't I think Andy Dalton's know. good. When I was saying that about Andy Dalton the other day, um, you were saying is is, is Allen Robinson's best quarterback? Yet. Oh, he is. I I do I believe that, and the reason I believe that is because, I, like, I give guys benefits of the doubt. I don't think Andy Dalton's good. I never have thought Andy Dalton's good, but. He has always made his number one wide receiver relevant. A.J. Green for many, many years was very, very fantasy relevant. He was a top five wide receiver in fantasy football. I think Allen Robinson has A.J. Green-type talent. Uh, And I also believe that with a full offseason, as knowing he's going to be the guy, uh, you know, getting reps with Allen Robinson, throwing the ball to Allen Robinson, there's no other threat on this team to catch balls over Allen Robinson. I think that... If Andy Dalton is smart, he says, I'm going to give this dude at least 150 targets. He's had 150 targets back-to-back seasons. I'm going to give this dude 150, 160, 170 targets, and Allen Robinson's going to be a beast again. Like, I have no worries about it at all. Allen Robinson, to me, is is a top eight, seven, eight fantasy wide receiver, and it's uh, no question. I don't care that Andy Dalton's throwing to him. All right, so Damian Williams, uh, we're just going to briefly talk about this. So when we were talking about David Montgomery last year, we told you guys that Tariq Cohen was going to take away from him. We weren't drafting him real high, and then we found out that Tariq Cohen got hurt, and you know what I mean, blah, 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 blah. And it, Montgomery was, was a very good player last year. Yes, real quick, though. If you look at David Montgomery for the first nine weeks of last season, he was pretty garbo. Like he was, I want to say he was the number twenty-one fantasy running back uh, at the end of the first nine weeks, and then the last six weeks, my man blew up. In those six weeks, though, he played some of the worst run defenses in football, like really bad. So take that with a grain of salt. To me, Damian Williams coming here, I don't think really kills him any more than if you had a healthy Tariq Cohen last year. I think it takes some touches away from him. He's not going to be a 20-plus touchback the way he was last year. I think he probably goes down to about 18 touches a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still do think he can be very fantasy relevant, especially if Andy Dalton can play any kind of good football. I don't think it's going to be great, but any kind of being able to move the chains, because that was – if you guys watched the 
Bears offense last year for the first nine weeks of the season, it was atrocious. They could not move the ball. Like, there were so many games where they could not. I think there was one game against the Green Bay Packers that they never crossed the 50. They went an entire game and didn't cross the 50-yard line. Like, Andy Dalton will be able to get them across the 50-yard line. I'm sorry. So, you know, this offense is not going to be good. I'm not fully vested in any of this offense other than Robinson. And if I can get Montgomery in the late third, I'll do that. But he's probably going to go in the beginning of the third. Uh, and that to, to me, that's too rich. All right. So. We have um, Lions. Lions. All right. So the Lions, Jared Goff, Tim Boyle. Uh, Jamal Williams, Brashard Perryman, Terrell Williams, and Josh Hill uh, all going there this offseason. Um, I'm not going to go crazy talking about any of these guys. I, I mean, Jared Goff, to me, you can't draft him. Like, he just doesn't have the weapons to throw to. Brashard Perryman and Terrell Williams are literally his number one and number two wide receivers <laughs> now. Yeah. Um. You know, Jared Goff is undraftable. Yeah, he's, un, he's undraftable. Uh, Jamal Williams. A lot of people. I want to talk about DeAndre Swift because a lot of people no. are saying with this Jamal Williams signing that, you know, it it drops down. You know, it drops him down a little bit. And to me, Swift, Swift don't need twenty touches a game to be a huge Dude. point scorer. I mean, if did we see Aaron Jones with Jamal yeah. Williams? Like it's. I mean, do. I am not DeAndre Swift's another guy I love this year coming yeah. in, you know, and it doesn't look like you're going to have to go crazy to get him. I mean, I, I did a mock draft. I think it was like mid third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that spot for DeAndre. People are Swift. like so scared of this Jamal Williams sign. And they're like, oh, he took so much away from Aaron Jones while he was there. Well, and blah, blah, Aaron blah. Jones was freaking top five running back. Yeah. Like, he didn't take that much away from Aaron Jones. Yeah. I mean. I, I love DeAndre Swift, man. What I saw last year with this kid, he's a serious playmaker. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about Jamal Williams at all. I mean. No. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jamal Williams is going to – don't get me wrong. He's going to get some touches. Yeah, I, They didn't bring him there and pay him 7.5 mil to sit the bench and do nothing. But the role that I think he's going to play, I mean, he's a great blocker. I mean, like – Williams is a good, very good blocker. So he'll be playing some of the third down role, you know, on passing, definitely passing situations and things like that. And he's going to get some touches. He's probably get, you know, five to seven touches a game and, you know, maybe a catch or two or game. It's not anything that I'm really worried about. The On the receiver core, Brashad Perryman um, would interest me late, like in the very late rounds you know 13 14 15 just because uh he's going to be the number one there and jared goff needs to throw the ball to somebody and i don't think this defense is going to be able to stop anybody the way they did last year so jared goff is probably gonna to have to throw a lot and if Bashar perryman you know gets close to 100 targets this year and you get him in the 12 13 14th round i mean it's not going to kill you so you know a guy that i'm interested in and then that's it that's not really anybody else on this team that i'm you know want to no. talk about the Green Bay Packers, we can quickly go over. Uh, I would Aaron say Jones. maybe T.J. Hawkinson. This could be the breakout year for T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, but we'll talk about him when we get to the yeah. when we get to the breakdowns. Um, so the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones, uh, resigns there for a big contract. Um, he well deserves it. And you know what? 
I'm taking him as I don't know how high you have him, Kev, but I think I'm I think he's my number four running back. Like I, I just he's a first rounder for sure. Yeah. I, I okay, so I think I'm taking him over Alvin Kamara. And I'll tell you why. What? Yeah, what? I'm, I'm serious. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Yeah, I do. You're, now you're talking crazy, bro. No. Hold no, on. No. What? All right, so what makes Aaron it, hold what on. makes Al, hold what on. makes Kamara so good? Real quick. What makes him I would so say, good? We're gonna preface this by saying I'm going to have to see who the starter is because exactly. he was terrible with exactly. Hill. So <laughs> exactly. Before I, before if it's I go Hill, eight, if it's Hill, I want nothing Kamara to do with Kamara is not Kamara. even going to be in my top seven running backs. Nah. Because yeah, he doesn't throw him the ball. And even if Jameis no. Winston is the quarterback, Jameis has never been known for throwing the, the, the running back the ball a whole lot. You know what he I mean? He just so, takes so many touchdowns away from Kamara, too, if he's the quarterback. Yeah. But Jameis did throw him. If Jameis, the one game where he came in for Drew Brees. Yeah. Kamara had a very good game. I don't. Yeah. I don't see much changing if if Jameis is the quarterback. Don't get me wrong. If Jameis is the quarterback, I I might rephrase that. But I think Josh Hill is going to take the job. I I got to be honest. They didn't pay Jameis Winston a whole lot of money. You know I mean, like they gave him a one year contract. What was it? Like thirteen million or whatever it was. Like nothing. Like not one, a. Yeah. One, it was. Yeah. I mean, not a serious yeah, quarterback. Taysom Hill, a boatload. Yeah, 140 million. But yeah, I mean, I know they said they backloaded it to. It's to and fix it's the cons- deal. it's a really incentive laden deal, yes. and it's voidable if he's not good this year. So exactly. So um, I think they and I think Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. I, I just, yeah. dude, he was taking Drew Brees off the field to let this kid play. <laughs> yeah, mean, but like, only. Yeah, we'll see, man. I. I if Kam- I would I'm say they go more Hill- with a similar style of offense with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill just taking Winston off the field. I, I don't. They I hope that's good. the deal. I hope that's we got to remember something. Yes, they won a few games with Taysom Hill quarterback. One game they won against Denver with oh, yeah. no quarterback. me playing quarterback. Yeah, for real. Because the whole Denver Denver quarterback room was COVID. you know COVID related. Yep. Then. They're his last start, the Eagles beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Like, the, once he was found out, he was found out. Like, it was and, – and the Eagles made sure of that. Yeah. Like, I don't – Well, the Eagles also are a really good run-stopping team. So, I mean, like, they took they took Kamara completely not, out of that not game. Last year, they were not. They were not last year. They were not as good as they were have been in previous years. And – I just I think once you've seen three or four games with this guy and you know what the what the Saints are going to do, he was throwing to Michael Thomas. Yeah, like every time. every play. Yeah, like it was almost it almost became too easy to defend because if you just you just had to double team Thomas, he didn't even look to anybody else. It was throw to Thomas or run. So you double team Thomas, you spy Taysom Hill, you shut them down, and unfortunately, like you know, I I don't think that that system is good for is what's going to win for them yeah i don't think he's as good as as lamar jackson like we're like that's basically what we're comparing him to because that's what what they would have to be doing is running a very similar style not the same not in the same stratosphere all right well let's 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 continue with this green bay packers so aaron jones resigned marcedi lewis resigned we can skip him that's it uh the vikings amir abdullah chad bb resigned and then they they added some defensive help. Other than that, Patrick yeah, Peterson went there just you know as a player of note, uh, and you know they're basically the same team from last year. The NFC South. So uh, we're gonna get into the Falcons first. 
I actually really like the Mike Davis signing. So they yeah. signed Mike Davis today. Um, or was it yesterday? It might have been yesterday. Yeah, it was recent. Yeah. Lee Smith uh, went got they traded for Lee Smith, which I know a lot of people are gonna go, Lee Smith, blah blah blah. Lee Smith is probably the best blocking tight end in football. So with the way this offensive line is played, I like that they picked this guy up. You know what I mean? He's gonna block uh very well. They know he can block very well. The offensive line, they're a young offensive line. Hopefully they gel a little bit better and they become a, a, a more, you know, prolific blocking team, run blocking team, because Mike Davis might be the number one running back here. You know what I mean? You got Edo Smith. Actually, I think they let go of Edo Smith. Um, so, you know, if Mike Davis is the number one guy here and they don't go in the draft and take anybody, uh, you know, he's going to be a – Guy that you draft in fantasy, you know, you're not going to yeah, draft him super sure. high, but you can get him in the fifth, sixth round, and he's going to be a num- nice, you know, back end number two running back, you know, high end number three running back. And I how far Todd Gurley has fallen. Yeah, yeah. Well, Todd Gurley not crazy. even signed. Todd Gurley's gone. No. So I, I would love to three see years ago he was in the undoubted first pick yep. in the draft, the best player in fantasy football. Not, not even and, close. Crazy. And bro. now he's not even on a team. Nope. Really crazy. All right, so the Carolina Panthers got David Moore, which actually we're going to get into that because I actually really like that. Uh, Dan Arnold signed with them. Then they picked up some offensive uh, line oh, help. Line help. Yeah, offensive line help, some defensive help. Hassan uh, Reddick. I really I, – I like Hassan Reddick. I like Hassan Reddick, man. Yeah. That's a great signing. Yep. And he's, he's, a, he's a Matt Rule guy. Came from Temple with Matt Rule, so. Yeah. I mean, and – you know, I know a lot of people are going to talk about the contract year and say, oh, yeah, he went off on his contract year and blah, 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 blah. But that's kind of what you're supposed to do, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like your contract what? year. This year's a contract year, too, because he <laughs> exactly. only signed a one-year one year deal. deal. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, that's smart on the Panthers. And it's smart on him because he's betting on himself. You know yeah. what I mean? That, hey, last year was not a fluke. I'm going to play good for you, and then you're going to sign me for five years. The guy's young. He's like 25 years old. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. He could be really good for this team, especially because they need pass rushers bad. They could not yeah. pass the passer at all last year, and they were terrible against the run. So, you know. With that said, David Moore. Um, so David Moore comes over from the Seattle Seahawks. Everybody knows that he was the number three over in Seattle for a really long time. Uh, just a guy that I always liked a lot and never really got a big workload. But David Moore was always to me a great cheap option yeah. in daily, daily fantasy. For real, like he would be like thirty three hundred dollars, and you're like, Russ is throwing touchdowns <laughs> to this guy every other week, exactly. so why not? <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean? Like he's a big, and he's a big body. I, I want to say he's six three. Yeah. He's, he's a big like, dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. So, you know what I mean? He is – no, actually, he's six foot, but he's 215. He's, like, big. He's stocky. Yeah, he's he, big. I was going to say, like, he looks like a big player yeah. out on, on the field. He looks a lot bigger than, I guess, what he is. Yeah, he's 26 years old. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the thing about the Panthers is they actually need those bigger guys in the red zone because that was actually their problem last year. They were terrible in the red zone last year. Yeah, they got a bunch of small receivers. Even yeah. Robbie is – Robbie's skinny, like a skinny dude. Yeah, like he's not like He's not bulky. Yeah. That dude, it says, it says one, I think, 85 on his thing, but he ain't 185, dude. That dude is a skinny toothpick. But, you know, a, a bigger wide receiver that can – you've already seen him in the red zone, can play very well. Uh, and I, I like this signing. I think, 
you know, I would like to see who the hell the quarterback's going to be. You know what I mean? I would like yeah. it to be a good quarterback. But if he gets a good quarterback, I think he could be a sneaky, like, 14th, 15th round guy that people are just going to sleep on. And, you know, if he ends up becoming a, a good red zone threat for them on a guy on a team that, you know, needs to score in the red zone because last year they were terrible, you know, that might end up working out. Yeah. All right. And Dan so, Arnold, I actually like too. I, I think that yeah, that could be good for them as well. Just giving them another pass option over the middle of the field. Yeah, and that, he was good in Arizona last year. Last year, yeah, you he know, wasn't. He, he he wasn't a bad player. I mean, that offense just doesn't really use a tight end yeah. as much in the past game. Yep. Um, so he kind of fell, fell, you know. But I I do think that he could be good as a as in as a, you know, a check down option and you know a guy that could you know get over the middle of the field for them. Definitely. All right, so the New Orleans Saints, you guys already know. They signed, yeah. re-signed Jameis Winston. They re-signed Ty Montgomery. Uh, that's it. And that's basically <laughs> it. I mean, they, they re-signed basically players. And yeah. I don't think they actually picked up anyone. Oh, Nick Vanette. So Nick yeah, Vanette yeah, they yeah. signed to a one-year deal. Other than that, they re-signed all their players. Yeah, same thing, same thing with Tampa. Yep, Tampa Bay did the I same do. thing. Um, yeah. You know, Leonard Fournette going back there. Leonard Fournette is really the only guy I really want to talk about because Chris Godwin is a guy you're drafting. Rob Gronkowski, you know, late, like the 12th, 13th, 14th wide receiver, you know, tight end off the board. Uh, And then the rest of the guys that were on free, that are free agency notes were not, you know, their defense. So uh, Leonard Fournette is the only guy I do want to talk about because with Ronald Jones last year, uh, went into the season, Ronald Jones was the starter. Then towards, I guess, the middle of the season, they started implementing Leonard Fournette in a little bit. He really never got going until towards the end of the season. When you know they say, I think it was like week eleven or week twelve or whatever, ten or eleven, whatever it was. You know, coaching went up to him and said, "Hey, listen, we got something special here. We think we can win a Super Bowl this year. If you want to be a part of it, you stay, and you know, be a part of it. If not, we'll cut you." And uh, he agreed that he was gonna, you know, step it up. And you saw what he did in the playoffs. He he had one of the best you know, running back playoffs in NFL history. He just – he had a really good playoff run. Uh, so, to me, I think Leonard Fournette does start the season as the guy, but I'm still interested in Ronald Jones because Leonard Fournette is one of those head cases. You know what I mean? I like Ronald Jones so much more. Yeah. I, well, I think I think because of what he did in the playoffs, I think they're going yeah. to make it a point to – to start off the season with Leonard Fournette, but I wouldn't sleep on Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones is just a better all-around running back than Leonard Fournette is. And I know. Did you think you would say that two years ago? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, he, he had a. Well, you know what? Two years ago, he was a damn knucklehead. The kid was stupid. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, I don't know how through the stories are, but they were talking about you know he came into training camp, he was smoking weed, he was eating hamburgers, he was you know he wasn't taking care of himself. He was just kind of like whatever. Yeah. I'm in the NFL now. I'm a big shot and blah blah blah. Yeah. And I think that pissed off the, the coaching staff, which is why he didn't play barely at all his rookie yeah. year. And he was averaging two yards a carry, and he was just garbage. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they got in his ear and he decided he wanted to play football and, you know, he was much better since then. But one thing I will say is with this tandem, if you do take Leonard Fournette, let's say in round five, cause that's probably around where you're going to get him. I would take Ronald Jones in short order after that. I would take seven. him. Yeah, <laughs> I would take him at seven. seven. I wouldn't let him go. I wouldn't let it go to let somebody else get him because no. I think if you're going to commit to Leonard Fournette, you have to commit to Ronald Jones because if he takes his job, you're going to be real pissed off that your number three running back is no longer the number three guy. And, and you know, Ronald Jones could be better than Leonard Fournette is. 
100% agree. All right. Last so, four teams moving on to the West. Yes, sir. So the Arizona Cardinals, A.J. Green. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's and really basically line. it. It's the offensive line help. They got a J.J. Watt tight end. J.J. Watt on the defensive side. Malcolm Butler. Yeah, I mean, Andy Lee is the punter. Matt Prater is their Goals kicker. You know what I mean? They kind of spent on special teams this year because their special team yeah. wasn't really good last year. So, with that said, let's talk about AJ. Um, okay. So, this is my thing. AJ started off last season as the number one. This year, he is not the number one. Like, he, doesn't no. even, he might not be the number two. And I know a lot of people are sleeping on Christian Kirk. A lot of people are just kind of like, oh, AJ came in there and Christian Kirk's dead. I don't think that's the case. I just think Christian Kirk would do so much better moving to the slot. Yeah. As opposed to playing. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to play AJ outside and they're going to move Christian Kirk into the slot alongside of uh, uh, Larry Legend. Both those guys, because they were in a lot of four wide receiver sets last year. If Larry comes back, Larry's still up in the air. Yeah, he's still up in the air. So, and even if. I like it even better if they have uh, Andy Isabella on the other side of them because now you have two ridiculous speed, speed guys. Yeah. You know I mean, in the middle of the field, and with Kyler Murray's arm, dude, yeah. like this is crazy. So yeah. uh, you know, I like the AJ Green signing because I think it helps Christian Kirk, and you I know it helps all the other players. Yes, exactly. You're still, are you taking a shot on AJ Green at all? <sighs> um. I think AJ are probably going like round nine. Nine or ten. Yeah, like nine or ten. So that late, I don't really think there's like too much of a risk factor. So I would take him yeah. like depending on my wide receiver See, court. I don't say because usually at that time, though, you're also looking for more breakout yeah. potential guys. Yeah. So And that's what I'm saying. Like if I have, let's say, you know, because me and you are both high on AJ. So let's yeah. say in the first round I go Aaron Jones. Second round I come back and I get AJ Brown. Third round, I get Keenan Allen. And then in the fourth round, let's say, you know, I go running back. Whatever running back is there. Yeah. You know, in that fifth, sixth, seventh round, I'm probably going wide receiver. So in that case scenario, I'm not going to take AJ because I already have upside guys that I took in the yeah. fifth, sixth, seventh round. But if I get, like, let's say Devontae Adams in as the number one pick, you know, in my, in my first round, right, then I come back in the second round and take running back, running back. I mean, second and third. And then in the fourth round, I say, you know what? I need to make sure I have a really tight good end. backup. You know what I mean? Or take tight end. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that case, I would be like, okay, I have one amazing wide receiver. i probably take another wide receiver in the seventh round. And then I would be like, okay, I would feel comfortable taking A.J. here because I have these two guys. And if A.J. scores, whatever, eight touchdowns, I, you know I mean, he can be my depth. And then I'll yeah. just go home runs the rest of the draft. You know what I mean? So – He's not definitely a guy I'm not targeting because the way I draft, you know, I go heavy running back yeah. at the beginning, and then I just just load up at wide receiver in the next five rounds. So he's probably not going to be in my my teams, but you know, some I could see how you could create a team that AJ might be a guy that you take. Yep. Moving right. on to the Rams. Moving on to the Rams. All right, so Matthew Stafford. Uh, this one we're this one's going to go another. This is probably going to go five ten minutes easy. All right, so me and you are complete polar opposites on on this discussion well, with Matthew Stafford. Uh, no, no, we're not. Because you like Stafford. Th- yes. I like Stafford statistically. 
I don't. No, think, I like, think Stafford is just a better quarterback. Period. I don't even think see, they're in the same stratosphere of quarterback. I. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. It'll be up. It'll be it'll be shown. Yes. But I, I do know that Jared Goff got this team to a Super Bowl, and Matthew Stafford can't win playoff games. So, I, I you know I, I mean, let's we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll have to see. It, you know, I, I'm Matthew not saying Stafford's that Stafford's really never not, had a really good. I'm not good Staff- team though. I'm, well, he's had Calvin Johnson. You could say Calvin a, Johnson. You get that all say, day. He, and he had Marvin Jones with with uh, Golden Tate, which were two good weapons for him. He has he's yeah, had Galladay and Jones. Always bad, dude. His defense huh? was like always bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had Slay for a while. That's the key. That is the key. Like yeah, he's their defense got are bad, dude. This Rams defense is yeah. This Dan Rams yeah, defense he's got a is awesome. dominant defense. dude. Like and and this is the other thing. A lot of people don't realize about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is like number four all time in in fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history. Like he's the number four quarterback in in total comebacks in the fourth quarter. Like this fucking guy goes off in the in the fourth quarter. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't explain it. But if you just watch this guy in the fourth quarter, and this is why the Rams took him because they can't win. <laughs> like they can't win with that kid. Yeah. You know I mean, like Jared Goff. How many times do you see Jared Goff take the team in the fourth quarter and win the game? The only time I'm gonna be honest. The only time I ever seen Jared Goff like go off. And was in the fourth quarter, and he had to, he had to win the game. Was that couple of years ago against Kansas City? That like whatever the hell, fifty six to, to yeah, forty eight yeah, yeah. game where they were just yeah, yeah. both teams were scoring crazy. That, that was he, that was a fun game. To that watch. was an awesome game to watch. And he he led them to the win. You know what I mean? Other than that, dude, Matthew Stafford's been doing this thing for years. Like he's been he's got yeah. years of just fourth quarter comebacks. And he and I get it. And the playoffs is different. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't knock it. I mean, it's it's like I said, we will see. Stafford statistically Stafford a, is going to be better. Yes. Uh, f- football wise, he's probably going to be better. But when we get to the playoffs, is where we're really going to see. Because, yeah. like I said, I've seen Jared Goff at least get his team to a Super Bowl. I haven't seen Matthew Stafford do much in the playoffs. I'll tell and you I what. Know and this is how, he's got, how what I'll say. Had the Rams had Matthew Stafford in that Super Bowl, they win that Super Bowl. Ah, uh, yes. Come on, bro. Man. It was thirteen. To, it was thirteen you're, you're, to three. Like that was the score of the game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, there's no way that Patriots defense was not. That was worst that Super good. Bowl of all time, dude. That was a horrible way. Super Bowl. I could. I. Horrible. I don't. Know, that might be one that I had to cut out on. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. But, yeah, we'll see. Like I definitely think Matthew Stafford is a draftable option. Like I'm. I. And you know me, I've been the guy that's lo- like I've loved Stafford. I've been yeah, the Stafford yeah. guy, you know, on this podcast. But, yeah. um, yeah, and I I think he's he's going to be a very solid statistical quarterback. He's going to be great for fantasy. I think he's going to probably be top ten. Yeah, he's a top. But, he's a top twelve guy for me. I, I wouldn't say top yeah. ten only because, I, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of guys that I yeah. you know if Bur- if Burrow comes back healthy, then then that's another that's another you know another guy I got to put in my top you know ten. So Stafford's probably eleven or twelve for me. You but think Burrow's going to finish top ten. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yep. <sighs> yeah, especially if they go wide receiver or or if they go wide receiver in the in the in the draft, which some people are predicting. If yes. that happens, dude, the, he, he's going to have some weapons, he, boy. He did he play with weapons. Jamar Chase? He did. Play he with did. Jamar Chase. Yes, he played with yeah. Jamar Chase. Yeah, hell yeah. Ooh, Bro, Justin Jefferson, Jamar yeah. Chase were like. 
Ridiculous. Yeah. Bro. Dude, <laughs> ridiculous. They could team up him and Chase. Bro. Oh my God. Bro. Bro. Dude, ridiculous. you got Chase Higgins and Boyd? Bro. Ridiculous. I might agree with you if that's what's opinion. I might agree with bro, you if I'm you telling you. Joe, if Joe Burrow comes back healthy in the of the season, they do take I don't care who they take. If they take a wide receiver in the first round, which they're saying I they just might. really like Chase. I like Chase. Dude, I, if they take pits, putting bro, if they in take pits. Like I'm cool with them taking yeah. pits. Shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a tight end they can have for the next. Dude, yeah, but the thing is, Titans are never years. really good in their rookie years. Yeah, so no, but only, no, but the, over the next ten years, dude, he's gonna be for and, Joe and for pick, sure. But we're yeah. talking about top ten this year no, for Joe I do, Burrow. Uh, and this and is that's why more, that's more my thing. And, and this this is why I do think Burrow will be top ten because I don't think that offense that defense got much better. It played better towards the end of the season, but it wasn't a good defense. I mean, like they and they had a really tough time stopping the run last year. So if they can shore that up a little bit, which I don't think is a is a thing that's going to happen, I think they're going to give up a lot of points, and I think Joe Burrow's going to have to throw the ball a lot. And their offensive line has gotten way better; like it's not even close. The offensive line is is vastly improved. So, you know, if this offensive line can keep him upright and he's throwing a lot, dude, like I just with the yeah. sheer amount of attempts that I think he's going to throw puts him in the top 10 for me so you know yeah and once again we've we've drifted off we into drifted a different off. area of football <laughs> football yeah. so deshaun um, jackson uh going yeah. there also i think helps matthew stafford but he's um, not a guy that i'm drafting yeah deshaun I'm, all right like my thing with deshaun is he cannot stay healthy no. the guy can stay healthy He's a very productive player. Yes. He was productive in healthy games with Philly last the last two years, but he played four of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? In every four, and I think in four games he scored th- maybe four touchdowns. Yeah, he might have, but he can't stay healthy. He's a good and player. I, you just can't, I, like you say, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, you can't. You can't draft a guy if they're not going to be on on the field. I mean, they're they're not, you know, they're not doing anything for your team at that point. Nope. All right, and then the 49ers. Uh, there's not really anything to talk about with the 49ers. Uh, Alex Mack, I do think, is is a very relevant signing for that yes. for that front. That need, that could be very good. Bad. Yeah, that, that could be very good. Mack Mac is one of the best centers in the league. Yep. So. All right, so we'll move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they re-signed Chris Carson. Uh, Gerald Everett they actually signed, which I actually really like. I knew you would. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that. Uh, Gabe Jackson, they, they they bolstered the offensive line, which they really yeah. needed to do. Um, and you know what else I like? That they re-signed Carlos Dunlap. I, I was a little bit worried there when they, you know, they didn't sign him right away. Uh, but he was a really good player for them last year, and re-signing him was the right thing to do. Um, and that's basically it. So Chris Carson going back to the team. We'll talk about Gerald Everett. Um, you know, Chris Carson, we already know what he is. I mean, with the Seahawks, we know what Chris Carson is. So there's not really need to get into it. Um, yeah, but I think this, like, I actually like him more this year because I do think they're going back more heavy ground and pound. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's kind of the argument with Russ is that Russ wants to still air it out a little bit. And Pete Carroll's like, that shit ain't work for us last year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like we we were one and done in the playoffs. I'm not here to go make the playoffs. I'm here to win Super Bowls. Like, yep. And I think I think Pete Carroll wants to run the ball a lot more. Unfortunately for Carson, he's another guy that seems to get banged up a lot. So yeah. that's the only one. That's the only thing. You know what I mean, like you got to pay attention to what's going on with Rashad Penny. Um, yeah. Because if Rashad Penny is healthy to start, you know, he's he played last year at the end of last year. He played a little bit. Uh, he had a couple of carries. So. You know, I think he's fully healthy now. So, you know, you're going to have to 
make sure in training camp and all that that he is the number two guy because he's probably a guy you're going to want to take late if you Carson got Carson. seven million for two years, seven million a year. He's going yep. to be the number one. Oh, guy. he's definitely the number one. There's no question. He's yeah, definitely yeah. he's the he's the number one guy there. But so you know, Penny is definitely a handcuff. You know, what I mean, I I don't normally do handcuffs, but I know a lot of people like handcuffing their guys. And Penny, if he's healthy, is going to be the handcuff. Yep. All right, so Gerald Everett. Um, so there's two reasons why I like this. Russell Wilson, when he has a prolific pass catching tight end, he uses him, and I think Gerald Everett is actually a really, really good player. Just paired with Jared Goff for the past couple of years, which you know, Jared Goff, he he goes on spurts. Like he'll have a couple of games where he throws to the tight end a lot, and then he has the rest of the season where he's just throwing to Cooper Cup and and Robert Woods the whole time. So those were my favorite times. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I think with a quarterback like Russ that that likes big body receivers towards the red zone, um, you know, Gerald Everett is huge. You know, you're talking about a six foot four, I believe, two hundred and sixty five pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, big target, kind of like a Jimmy Graham type, uh, that you know, he's just able to get open and be a big target in the red zone. And we all know how efficient, uh you know, Russell Wilson is, you know what I mean? The dude throws a touchdown like on every eighth pass or something like that in his career. So, which is insane. So, you know, Gerald Everett might not be a guy that you're going to take, you know, in the top 10, but when you get down to that, like 11, 12 area, he would definitely be a guy that I would consider just because of touchdown upside. I think, you know, I definitely think he has six plus touchdown upside. All right, guys, that kind of is it for the podcast that wraps it up. You know, I do want to ask you one more question. Going back to Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. who does that help out more, Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? Oh, Cooper Which Cup. one? You think? Yeah, I think so. I think Woods. Yeah, I, I think, think it helps Cooper Woods. Cup. I'll tell you why. Okay, so. Uh, all right, so I like Robert Woods a lot, too. I think Robert Woods is definitely – I think both of them get a huge upgrade at yeah. quarterback. I think both of them have good seasons. But I, the reason I like Cooper Cup better is because I think Cooper Cup gets open in the red zone like a lot more. Yeah. And Cooper Cup had a terrible touchdown season last year. I think he only had four. I could definitely see Cooper Cup getting into the 10 range again because I think this offense is going to score more points. I, That's I just what think, they're going to need to do. Yeah, I think, you know, with Cam being able to run the way he ran last year, if they, you know, load up on Cam. they Another you know, guy I like this year, yeah, Cam another Avers. guy I like. If they load up on Cam and he's getting 18 to 20 touches a game and you got Matthew Stafford getting into the red zone a lot, I think Cooper Cup has 10-plus touchdown upside, where I don't think Robert Woods has that upside. I think Robert Woods has, you know, he's never really had huge touchdowns in his career. So I definitely think he beats Cooper Cup in yards, but I don't think he beats Cooper Cup in touchdowns. And I don't think the yard difference is going to be big enough to sway it towards Robert. I think it'll be Cooper Cup who is the number one, you know, fantasy score for that team all right there you have it uh we will be back next week with another podcast uh we'll determine a topic i think steve and i were just talking about players that we're going to kind of disagree on so we'll have to get into that a little bit maybe that'll be the topic uh so until next time peace out guys peace